0: I kinda have to admit, for a podcast that is supposed to handle men's issues, at its core, young men's issues, I do talk about babes quite a bit, not gonna lie. So, in the spirit of trying to make it not sound like it's a podcast just about me talking about the babes, this episode is about the men. And also the fact that I've got tweets about men. Although, anyways, all that aside... I do want to get into talking about the dudes, but before we do that, I want to address a very interesting gender disparity issue that I just felt was a little too wild not to be mentioned on this episode. Now, there is a transgender man in the UK who has given birth to their non-binary partner's baby with a female sperm donor, all right? Let me just try and repeat that again so that it can make a little bit more sense and confuse you just a little bit more. A transgender man has given birth to a non-binary partner's baby with a female sperm donor. How the fuck does any of this make sense? Like, literally, honestly speaking. Because you try to make sense of whatever it is that's just been said, and you can't make any. Like, quite literally, no sense is being made here. Because normally... It's a man who has sperm, it's a woman who has the eggs, it's a man who will give the sperm, and it's a woman who will carry the baby. So everything here just seems like it is very, very weirdly stated. But I am going to read the story for you because there is a story behind this. So the story reads, and I quote, Proud dad Ruben Sharp today tells how he gave birth to a miracle baby in Britain's most modern family. The 39-year-old transitioned to a man 12 years ago, but he still had maternal instincts and 6 years ago stopped taking testosterone in the hope of one day having a child. And that dream came true when he and partner Jay had a bouncing baby. Jay is non-binary, so does not identify as male or female. The sperm donor was a trans woman, and even the doctor was transgender. And while a handful of other UK men have fallen pregnant after transitioning from a woman, Ruben and Jay are among the first couples to speak out about the remarkable journey. And I'll end quote here because this is an entire article and I don't want to read into it. Plus, I feel like I've gotten enough information on this to conclude that what the fuck is going on? Like the UK, England, Great Britain, the West. What the fuck is going on? How the hell are you having he she's having she he's spam donors and then getting like this is this is wild as fuck though. This is honestly wild as hell. And I honestly feel like I should probably get like a full on manual to how this family operated. You know, besides a transgender man or transgender person that went and operated and ensured that this baby was born. Because honestly speaking, like I can get the whole idea of wanting to be a quote unquote modern family. Like that's just something that doesn't make sense here. I can get you wanting to transition, but how the fuck are you now going to explain to your kid that your father gave birth to you and then talk about how you got a sperm from a woman or a supposed woman? Like this shit makes no fucking sense at all. I am trying to make sense of this, and it's even getting more confusing by the second, except for the partner who's non-binary, because honestly speaking, I feel like out of everything here, that's probably the most constant thing that I'm so okay with, but the rest of them, it's just, you're a transgender man, who's having a baby from a female sperm donor, and your doctor was (sighs) trans, this is hard, this is very, very hard, I hope this shit does not come to Africa, like, I love stuff here, like, stuff is simple, a man is a man, produces sperm, a woman is a woman, produces ovum, and eggs, and has babies, and gets pregnant, non-binary, you know, That's kind of a thing that's not really a thing here. So, you know, you kind of have to leave it aside. Then when you look at intersex, you know, it's almost confused. But at the same time, they have two like reproductive organs or they can be two people in the same body. I'm not entirely sure. I'm even more confused about that. So, you know what? I'm going to leave it at that and stick to something that I know for a fact, which is men. Which should have been how I started this podcast in a very simple fashion with me starting by saying... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is now starting to fear for the West. Like, you might be wanting a woman, and then you go and you want to shag them, and then you realize that they were a man, and then... <sighs> Sorry about that. He's a man who once believed that bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and miley answer, man. Sir Denver The this show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, it's okay because I'm gonna say it for you. And it's a pretty simple drill, and the reason I call it a drill is because it's more or less the same thing I say all the time, almost sounds like a song, and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at Bagaka, the D which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly on Facebook and on IG. If it happens to be a screenshot, a screen grab, ended up on a reel somewhere, then the place to send it to is at Breaktime on our side on Facebook or at Breaktime on our side on IG. The DMs are always open and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, I'm not gonna lie, the start was a little bit confusing, I'm hoping that I try to unconfuse some people with some male-related content here, and I want to kick things off with something that I guess is probably a little related to what I was discussing on the main topic on Battle of the Sexes, or episode 369 to be more specific if you're not aware of which show is which, because it's a story that questions the idea of nobility, more so with guys, in relation to what it is that they're doing in a relationship and whether that's good or bad now there's a story of a guy called edwin who donated his kidney to his girlfriend's mother of which after that happened the girlfriend dumped him well broke up with him to kind of make things sound a little bit better and the thing is i didn't even know much about the story but there was someone who went highlighted this and co-tweeted it and said Sorry to him, but he deserves it. Donating a kidney for a girlfriend's mother, I would also leave him if I was a girl. A man who makes stupid decisions is not good for posterity. End quote. And the thing is, like, when I kind of look at stories like this, it does kind of bring up the question of what good and what bad is and how people sort of define it in their lives. Because as adults, we do tend to learn, you know, complex life lessons that I guess a lot of people who look at life in a much simpler way might probably ignore it or probably might not see it that way such as the idea of good and bad and how once you take it to a subjective level it does kind of start to skew a little bit now the normal simpleton or at least the normal simple person will sort of claim that there's good and that's bad and you know it's literally either good or bad and you know there's no line in between there's no greys and blah 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 it's all black and white but if you have gone through a couple of things in life, and you know you kind of look at how things are, you start to realize that the idea of good and bad, in a general sense, can seem black and white, but on an individual level, that's good for you and that's bad for you. And while something can be good, it might be bad for you. And while something might be bad, it might be good for you. And that kind of dictates how it is that people choose to make their moral decisions on a personal level because when you include the idea of self-service in the ideas of good and bad to an individual you do get to warp what the idea of what's good and what's bad is to that particular individual because now it stops being about what's you know universally or generally considered good and what's universally and generally considered bad you know down to a very case-by-case analysis and that will vary based on situation and everything Which is usually why, if you watch a lot of movies, the best villains are the ones whose intentions actually sound good. But they're using bad methods to actually do whatever good it is. And now in this particular case, while this guy did do something that's good, from a point of self-service, it was bad, but you know, it was done from a good place. Because I don't think this guy decided to give it out of the goodness of his heart. Because I'm sure there's a ton of other people who would benefit from a kidney. But this guy did it from a point of self-service and a slight bit of selfishness because he probably wanted to prove how selfless he was to his girlfriend and maybe the girlfriend's mother out of love and so on and so forth. And so he decided to give his kidney. But the reality of it is when you look at the option of what if he has kids and one of them has a urologic defect, if I can call it that, or a problem with like their kidney, he won't have a kidney to give if you look at his older folk you know the parents the aunts the cousins the siblings and so on if they have an issue later on in life and they need a kidney he won't be able to give it so in the long run it doesn't come out to look like a pretty good idea plus also this is a stranger who could break up with you which is exactly what happened and thus no matter how selfless it looked in as much as it looked like an act of nobility it was still a fairly selfish act because if you told this guy that his girlfriend was going to leave him or that the relationship wouldn't last, do you really think that he would still give the kidney? Like, if you told this guy that the baby is going to start mistreating him after he's given him the kidney and then dump him badly or was going to sleep with a friend or was probably sleeping with one of his friends or one of her friends, you know, bestie situation and shit, do you think he'd still give the kidney? Cause my bet is that he'll say no. And with that said, what I'm going to tell you is, there is no nobility in making a stupidly selfless decision. If you make a selfless decision, and it's a smart selfless decision, or it's done out of the goodness of your heart, then we can claim that there's nobility. But if it's a stupidly done selfless decision, then there is no nobility there. Because in this particular case, this so-called selflessness is probably a little bit selfish, and thus, there is no nobility, and thus, it is still stupidly selfless. But All that said and done, I have a couple of tweets to hop onto, so I'm going to leave it at that and I'm going to move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. Men nowadays are all about being taken to the man cave and men's conference for life hacks and advice when women get real opportunities because the same men who organize quote unquote man cave and quote unquote men's conference think with their dicks anyways up the masculinity saturday and the femme future okay i can get why this sort of sounds like it's right but at the same time i know why it's not and to be very honest like i feel like much as dude is trying to prove a point i don't think he fully understands why stuff like you know some version of a men's conference or some place where men can talk about being men is actually a good thing Because let me just try and put it like this. No matter how much money you make, no matter how many opportunities you get, if you do not know how to utilize it properly, and if you don't know how to save that money and invest that money and turn it into something big, then let's be very honest, it is pointless. It is very, very pointless. And that's kind of where the whole idea of the men's conference or the man cave or masculinity Saturday, which is something that Amerik started on Twitter. And, you know, it's sort of blown up into this, thing of its own here in kenya like kind of come from because when you think about it a simp who makes a million bob is still going to be a simp with a million bob the only thing is he can lose a lot of that money simping around for a bunch of different babes Now, I'm not saying that every person that doesn't like Men's Conference or Masculinity Saturday is a simp that can make a million bob. But we can't exactly say that whatever it is that's being talked about or whatever it is that's being said on those sort of forums is actually a bad thing. Because when you actually go in and listen to a lot of the discussions that are on such forums or on such, you know, sorts of hashtags and shit, you actually realize that a lot of them tend to be very male positive. Because there's stuff about male self-improvement that not unless if guys are in that particular sort of space to have such discussions, won't really talk about as oftenly even with their homies. And so... When you look at the idea of going and working out, going and trying to build your confidence, like I don't think that's something that's spoken about as much today. And as much as people can be shuffling around opportunities here and there, uh, you know, we should probably go ahead and do blah, blah, blah. If people haven't built the confidence and if people haven't built, you know, some sort of mental toughness or resilience from, you know, learning from other men, to be quite honest, then you find that they actually end up going into such things and failing quite a lot of the times or not even moving so far or they end up not even starting at all because you guys can talk about opportunities and shit all the live long day but not unless if people are in the right mindset to put in the work have some sense of a purpose or you know have the confidence and the capability to action on them at the end of the day all you guys will be doing is just talking about opportunities which isn't really helpful to anyone if they're not really you know providing some sort of a benefit to anyone and so to be very honest I do think that they're actually positive and I do think that they tend to be good. Now, the unfortunate part is there's a lot of guys that will get into such spaces and they'll talk about, oh, you know, you need to do blah, 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 and then they do nothing. And that's probably a much bigger issue that needs to be looked at. But at the end of the day, you can't rule them out as pointless because even when you look at the so-called women discussing opportunities, it's not like they really sit and discuss opportunities. Let's be quite honest. The world that we have today it's giving them those opportunities and they're incentivizing them to take up those opportunities because when you look at the office space there's the whole idea of equality in the workplace there's the whole idea of being inclusive and as such you know there's certain places which will have quotas for women there are certain places that probably benefit from uplifting a woman and putting them in a certain position of leadership probably because it helps their pr So that works. You look at most of the major banks and they have loan facilities and financial products that are geared towards women, not the youth, but women. And when you look at a lot of spaces where people are like, oh, you know, helping women move up at the end of the day, it's not that, you know, women are discussing opportunities of how to grow. It's just that a lot of them are in places which are very friendly towards the growth of women. Because I've never sat amongst a group of babes in a casual setting and they were talking about investment opportunities or tenders to apply to or some sort of job that they can do together. But weirdly enough, you can sit amongst a group of guys and there's a pretty good chance that you can have something like that sort of pop up. Although then again, I'm not saying this to say that women don't look towards, you know, investing and growing themselves. It's just that I don't see them doing that in casual spaces the same way men will. But either way, I'm going to leave it at that and I'm going to move it on. So on to our very next tweet of this episode. I always wonder what the thought process is for the men who desperately crave teachings on how to be a man from an internet stranger. What is it that you lack to always want your manhood to be validated? Okay, so this almost sort of feels like an upgrade from the previous tweet that was being spoken about. Because this one kind of goes on like the whole manosphere and the talk of everything and you know the red pill movement and shit. And- To be very honest, it's a little bit hard to explain to a lot of people why, because some people are just very unaware or they were very privileged that, you know, they were taught how to be good men by a lot of the good men around them. But to kind of put it simply, like there's a lot of young boys, a lot of young men that didn't really have that much of a father figure growing up. And as a result, when they find someone that relates to their struggle and is trying to show them how to be better, they will sort of latch on to some of those people. Now, of course, I do believe in scrutinizing a lot of what they say because, you know, thinking that they're never wrong is probably a bad thing. But I do think that overall, it does come from a pretty good place where they're talking about it. Now, of course, there's going to be charlatans in the entire thing. There's going to be people that are trying to profit off of you, such as selling an online course or some shit. But the reality of it is... It's supposed to be from a point of self-improvement because there's a lot of guys that just didn't have enough of a good father figure or enough of a male figure that they could really learn from. Because you find that the previous generations had, you know, the dads going to work and coming back home late at night. There weren't as many male teachers and the male teachers would just teach the subject and whoop you if you didn't do homework and that was it. But they never really got taught how to be like good men or how to be better men. They weren't prepped for the kind of world that they'd find right here. And in a world where people are busy being called toxic, their idea of what's supposed to be normal for them is considered toxic. Of course, they'll try and find a place where, you know, there's some form of acceptance and they're all trying to help each other out which is where a lot of men are because you look out in the world and a lot of shit is just being referred to as toxic masculinity which is just supposed to be regular guy shit on the other hand a lot of the stuff that is normal for us guys to do such as hitting on women is considered bad and then you look at the role of the man in the middle class society and lower and it's in jeopardy because a lot of the things that we were expected to do is pretty much outsourced and can be done by other people even when you look at it on like an individual or like a family type level because you're looking at the idea of provision because you know you look at the stuff that guys are supposed to do you know you're supposed to provide yes but your woman might probably be making more than you and yet they still expect you to provide in an economic situation that's very fucked up and then on top of that You're looking at the idea of protection, where the government now, you know, will sort of have the police there and they'll sort of protect you. Penetration, she can get dick from you as well as other people, as well as toys. Then you look at, you know, preceding, which is leadership, which is the thing that Amerix usually says. You can't really do that if you're unable to do the first two Ps, which is provide and protect. So where exactly do you fall as a man? And while you're trying to do all of that and you're trying to find your space, you're being looked at as toxic and a problem to society like there's a lot of guys that are very lost as such and you know there's a lot of guys that lack purpose and as such they'll end up looking for it in the people and the places where they find the most acceptance which is a lot of these so-called internet strangers and some of them are good you know examples like Jordan Peterson are actually pretty good and some of them might not be all that great but at the end of the day it's not like it's from a bad place you all just really need to understand that a lot of these guys don't really have a place where they can go and actually feel accepted like such spaces which is why even though I do know that there are bad characters in that space I do still believe that it is a good space to be in you just have to be able to sort through a lot of the chaff to get to all the nice wheat down but All that said and done, I will leave it at that and I will move it on so on to our very final tweet of this episode. Men, avoid female friendships or minimize it as much as possible. These help you avoid so many things. Ladies have a way of utilizing men, especially weak men. What I know, men can live alone without having a lady. Many ladies can never live alone and will always need a man. Nowadays, it is the opposite. Men have become super weak. Ladies have a way of exploiting such men. At the end of the day, they go to the alpha men. You may find today on Valentine's Day, which is when this tweet was written, a man taking a female bestie on a date, BFF and all and such. In most campuses, you would meet this effeminate man walking around with so many beautiful women but tapping none. They were making them happy with constant jokes for another man. Survival is for the fittest. Ladies took this saying literally. They can survive on weak men who have hopes of one day hitting but always receives hugs. Avoid hugs. It's a root for the friend zone. Avoid being told someone else's story or her boyfriend problems. Don't be that lending ear. Always speak your mind. Avoid such people. Never tell a woman your problems. She would never respect you. Rather be silent. These ladies love mystery. Ever wondered why the silent guys always get the juice while the loudest guys never even get a glimpse of coochie? Anytime she brings that friendship shit, tell her off. Tell her you have enough female friends, sisters, and cousins and your mom, and that you prefer male friends without drama. Always be decisive and straightforward. Never flinch, they shall scatter. The ones you remain with are your energies. Ladies that complete you. There is always someone for everyone. The sad part is there are many weak men than strong men. That's why ladies will always find a way to exploit nice guys. And yada yada yada. Okay, to be very honest, this thing goes on for long, long, long periods. Like this is an entire thread, no one of a lie. And the unfortunate part is I couldn't read the entire thing because it was incredibly bloody long. But at least I can say that I've gotten the best bits, which is mainly the beginning, which is avoiding female friendships and minimizing it as much as possible. Of which, let me just say this. Bullshit. To be very honest, bullshit. And I'm saying this because while I was in university, I had a ton of female friends, not necessarily because I couldn't have male ones, but because the university I was in just had a ton of girls. And so a lot of them ended up becoming my friends did i tap all of them no did i tap most of them no but they were just my friends and i didn't really see it as anything more than that now i'm gonna say this because i feel like i've said this before but probably if i haven't at least i can say it here if you're a man and you believe that men and women can't be friends and you know you should either be tapping a babe or not then personally, I feel like you are simplistic enough that you do not see a woman as anything more than a sexual partner. And that's a nice way that I can probably put that. Now, that said, it doesn't mean that every single guy should look at a babe and be like, no, no, no. I see you in a non-sexual way. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. There's some babes that you look at and you just want to tap. And there are some babes that you'd want to tap that you just know you probably won't because you're already in the friend zone. And that's cool. You just take your L and you move the fuck on. But to believe that, you know, because you're not tapping any of the female friends that you have is a bad thing. I think that's a little bit odd. And to be honest, it's a little bit corny for you to just look at a babe and be like, this is either fuckable or not, or she should be giving me pussy or not like that's that's a little too myopic of a view in my perspective but that said while I did have a lot of those female friends it's not like I became particularly feminine i tend to think that that happens if you do choose to bend to whatever will that they have as you progress in your friendship. If that happens, then yes, you will become effeminate. But if you're a guy and you understand that you're a guy and you won't do stuff the same way like them, you won't think the exact same way they will, then at the end of the day, you can actually still turn out a pretty good guy. Hell, if anything, you might actually get out of that entire friendship with a lot more EQ than you had going in because you can actually learn from them. But unfortunately, a lot of the guys that give such advice probably don't think that through, which is why I believe that if you're in such a space where you know men are supposed to be preaching self-improvement, you still should scrutinize the information that you give out. And I'm not saying this as someone that preaches a lot of self-improvement for men and tries to speak for guys, I'm just saying this as a regular guy. Yes I am in this space and I know that there's shit people there. i do believe that scrutinizing and picking the best information is the best option for most guys because honestly if you choose to ignore it and it's not like you're on a particularly good path you're still gonna get lost if you decide to listen to them and you're still sort of lost and you don't have a purpose and shit, you're still gonna get lost it's just that you're gonna get lost in a more easily identifiable direction either way you'll still be lost so at the end of the day pick the best part scrutinize the people that you listen to and stop looking at women as just fuckable objects like come on bruh it's not like when you're in the workplace you're going to be working with men alone in every single field Although, then again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you shouldn't be friends, and maybe you should look at all babes as bangable or not. Either way, I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at BagakaTheD. the d on Facebook and on IG. It is at break time on Westside. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end, and I will catch you guys on the next break.